Warning, this is an adult podcast. There'll be lots of cursing and lots of great topics that include cannabis. So please, if you're underage, please turn this down. But if you are ready, go grab a joint and come side with us. Peace. Whoa, where are we? I think we're in a commercial. That's fucking trippy. But where is everybody? Emerald Life is uh, still a new podcast, so there's nothing here yet. Mm, I see. So if people wanted to advertise or sponsor an episode, they would wind up here? Yep. Wow. Wow. Welcome to Emerald Life, where we bring the scythes to you. This is King Jaded. Now I'm Zenon Plaz, and get your bongs, your dabs, your pieces, your L's, your joints, whatever you're about to smoke, go grab it, because we're about to get yes. into the scythe. Come smoke with us. Yes. One. Welcome to another episode of Emerald Life. Today, we got my boy, the, I call him Mikey Tree. He's always connected in the cannabis community. He's been doing this for quite some time, got some great connections, got some good facts about cannabis. And he's just an overall cool dude that's really plugged up. So I'll get, I'll let it to you, bro. Just Uh, introduce yourself. Yeah, I am Mr. E. Mike. Um, I am, actually they know me by on the radio, um, I was... Mr. E. Mr. E? Yeah. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is my first time behind the mic, but, uh, I was, I spent some time as a producer on the morning show on WBAI, so I'm very involved with the activist community as well. Mm-hmm. I, I like to... Like with normal, the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws. Right. Um, I was actually in the cannabis parade in New York City. Like I legitimately marched with. That's awesome. From like 31st down to Union Square. <laughs> That's awesome. And the cannabis parade is so fun. You gotta come out. It's like uh, <laughs> first week of May. First week of May. That's yeah. Fresh. Yeah, it's great. Um, a lot of people come out and they show support. You see a lot of the old hippies and yippies that normally, you know, we stand on the shoulders of giants, man. Like, we think we started this whole cannabis movement, but there have been people that have been fighting this, doing, and pushing for these rights for a while now. Right. Like, uh, you know, we have first people that, you know, just really uh i felt passionate about it and i feel that i feel just as passionate because we're in pivotal times right yeah definitely because uh, we're on the end of prohibition yeah we're right there like half of the united states has already voted canada is already fully legal yeah until they work that system out which that's that's another thing you know people say that oh a state is legal Okay, but what can the state that can the state actually provide? You know, that's something that the United States has allowed to happen. 
Um, we allowed for a gray area of the market. And I How so? What do you mean? Uh, well, you have states that have regulation that say, sure, you can have small amounts of pot and we won't, you know, give you criminal penalties like New York. Mm-hmm. But our dispensaries, and we're a medical state, um, will not allow you to have flour. You're only allowed to have oil pens and uh, what's it called? Tinctures, like powders and stuff. You're not. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow. And I think vapes are a very inefficient way. Like, you know, as the, the content might be like sometimes vapes can be over concentrated even you know so you might be getting more dosage i wish <laughs> i wish that was the case you know with new york dispensaries. no 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 there is a lack of quality there um, wow their vape game is equivalent to what the vape game was in 2015. Uh, i've been in this for a while as you know you said i've right i hit just about every pen major pen that there's been on the market mm-hmm. at least once and I can give somewhat a review but I personally don't enjoy the pen I think it's a very inefficient form of consumption um, I myself don't really smoke trees like that except socially okay uh, I am what they call a dabber I enjoy marijuana concentrates Ah, okay. The, the 710, as they call it, you know? Mm. You have 420 as for weed, but right. not the 710 culture. If you if you were to turn 710 upside down, it smells oil. Ah, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the 710. Um, yeah, and it's. I think that's really the best efficient method, but it all starts with the uh with the plant and the flower mm-hmm. and when we have states that penalize you for having large amounts but not small amounts and they're like all right you're allowed to have it but we're not going to give you any way to actually get it so now we're going to leave a big hole in the market that's going to get filled by young entrepreneurs right young is wrong because they're they these entrepreneurs are all all ages that come in and fill the need for something that was created because everybody comes to New York thinking it's gravy. Right. Where the where do I find it? Yet yeah, you can get arrested for asking the wrong person for that's true for trees. That's true. How do we provide a safe environment for people to do that? Um, that's the that's the thing. It's that's why that's one of the biggest reasons why. Uh, I advocate for legalization because it's like you're already you're already funding for this criminal organization to grow right so like why don't you just dismantle it allow it to be regular you know regulated and let it you know get to the people who need it and you know this way you don't have criminal activity, people that wouldn't normally interact with, you know, uh, drug kingpins or, you know, plug dealers or whatever, they wouldn't uh, yeah, interact I, with them. I would say that, yeah, you're, they're targeting the wrong people. 
Right. Because you have you have marijuana that is being grown in small family farms that are equivalent comparing it to alcohol it's like microbrew, you know, right. some really rare boutique flowers, which mm-hmm. I personally that's that's what I enjoy. Um, you know, if I'm gonna partake in the social act of smoking a J. Right. I want to smoke the boutique flowers. I want the rare, <laughs> the rare, rare. Right, and right. Who doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't? Yes. I'm, I'm a, I'm a turp monger. I'm <laughs> the president of, uh, uh, and head maven at turp mongers. You can follow us on the Instagram at the turp mongers. Um, there <laughs> We are the seekers of terpenes. Um, speaking more of terpenes, that's what gives the aromatic compounds right. to every unique plant. What, it, what gives it its, its smell, its, its taste, everything, the whole yeah. profile. Um, which I, I love terpenes, and I see terpenes in the finest essence. Mm. So I go to concentrates, honestly, because it's a much more concentrated, high. It's immediate relief, you know. It's that's what people seek because you have people that live in chronic pain. That's true. That's very true. I'm not going to resort to an opiate when I can just dab the pain away. Hmm. Um, it's a lot more efficient and immediate. But you do you know, have a lot of pain? I don't. I'm actually a <laughs> healthy young man, but. I enjoy I enjoy cannabis a lot. Of course. This is my passion. This is our community. And I feel that we you know, we've built this um underground and we are now coming to light because of the legalization movement that has happened. Mm -hmm. Um we're like I said, on the verge. I mean, Jeff Sessions is, you know, getting kicked out. Mm -hmm. Like you know, you can't have that mentality that cannabis is anything bad nowadays because your know, homies are gonna, uh, you're messing with all the big corporate money that's gonna come in. Coca Cola and Pepsi have both invested in cannabis now. I don't know if you've heard that. No, I have not. Yeah, they're investing in Canada in cannabis drinks. Wow, really? Yes, yes. So infused drinks by Coke and Pepsi will be available in Canada. Wow. (laughs) That sounds delicious. (laughs) It's only, I mean, I would, if I had money in stocks, I would throw that in there. Definitely. (laughs) That's going to go up. That's going to be a big thing. And it's only proof that, you know, the big Fortune 500 companies can invest in marijuana and safely profit from it. Right. Yeah. But I also... Uh, you know, while I'm totally in favor of shit like that happening, I'm also in favor of social equity. Like, what about all the arrests and all the records that you have given mm. to people during this prohibitionist era of, like, oppression and using using the drug war to bring down a whole group of people? And Specifically Mexicans. Specifically, no, but yeah, I mean, it, it started off. It started off as racism against Mexicans. You're right. You're right. Maria Juana. Right. The Maria Juana. I I remember Henry Anslinger. He was a 
That son of a bitch uh, <laughs> said some. He said some crazy shit about that. Actually, he was like um, that. It turns it turns men into homosexuals. And, <laughs> oh my god! And it makes um, white women want to have sex with black guys. How fucking stupid is that shit? It preyed upon the insecurities of. America, which apparently happened was, to me. Yeah, getting your wife fucked by a black guy. <laughs> yeah, and being gay, which I think it's so funny that the, those are still two of the things that <laughs> a lot of people are afraid of nowadays. It's like, yeah, I, that's so that's so true. That that's so still true. around, you know. Yeah, we're from a progressive ass city, you know. When we really think about it, but right. a lot of America does not think the exactly. way we do. Exactly. A lot of America doesn't have the diversity that New York has. And it's uh, it's allowed for us to understand like a very good cultural, like we can take a, uh, the mindset of someone that's black or someone that's Jewish or whatever and still be with them because you're like, you know what, we're American because we're all in the same or New Yorkers. Uh, yeah, I like to think New Yorkers are, we're a whole country ourselves to be right. honest. Um, there's just you can take me out of New York, you can't take the New Yorker out of me, right? <laughs> right, and there's, there's something that I heard from from parents that are immigrants, you know, like they come here and if they don't make it, it's like it's whatevs. Uh, I got a letter right here. Um, it's great, it's like they come here, they, if they make it, whatever, but if they don't, they have they'll, they always have their home country to go back to. But people that were born here don't really have a home country, like this is their home country. So it's like, where do you go? And for us, I think New Yorkers is like, this is our home state. Like, if we end up venturing out to California or Wyoming or wherever, a New Yorker will probably migrate back to New York to find out, okay, like this is my home state. I know how to survive here. Um, yeah, definitely. Like speaking out of California, you were out in California for a while. You had your medical card back in the day. Oh yes, I did. It was, uh, it was awesome. Uh, it was very like, I'm glad that it's recreational now because the medical uh, was very a joke. It was definitely a joke. And and you were giving that shit up. Yeah, so yeah. I, I went on to, what was it? I went on to Venice Beach and basically just walked down the boardwalk. And the guy's like, yo, the doctor's in. You can get your medical card today. And the first joint is free. I was like, fuck. I went in. Everything. I was like, oh, you know, I have I have a lot of anxiety and blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, okay. And he just signed off a paper. I had the card within the day. And, or the receipt, the card comes in the mail. And I was able to purchase a, a, a joint. And, or the first joint was free. So I smoked up for free. And then I was able to purchase some weed. And it was like nothing. And it was great. And and they, they I was around campus. I was there for college, and around campus, it was like butt vending machines and all kinds of shit. So I was like, "Oh, this is legit!" Because I have a card now, so I can legitly purchase this. Because otherwise, without a card, it's it's pointless. All that access, you can't really. I mean, now it's different because now all hands are off, and there's even like. Uh, California restaurants that are pairing bud and, and food together because of the recreational uh, aspect that now that is recreationally uh, uh, free. Those are 
two of my favorite things. <laughs> Cannabis and food. Oh, yes. And when you bring the two together, man, <laughs> do you get some really great things. Um, so, Turtmongers, we have been in the industry of throwing social events. Okay. For people that are in our network that have reached out to us. We're a movement. We're not just one person. Hmm. You know, we can all be turtle mongers. You know, a monger okay. by definition is somebody that has a lot of knowledge and is willing to, you know, in a certain commodity that they trade in. Okay. This being terpenes, whether they be flowers or concentrates, you know, you we strive to seek a lot of the knowledge. And okay. that's one thing if we do not hold back on sharing the knowledge with you. If you ask, you know, we will answer. Not okay. Okay. No, that's good. That's off. good. Um, <laughs> so we have been throwing uh, the Netflix and dabs, is what I call it. Okay. Where we have some Netflix and we take dabs. Awesome. And awesome. we chill. That's right. So it's really Netflix and chill with dabs. Okay, bye. but we're, we're just gonna, you know, everybody knows that place each other. That's what I'm saying. Like, what's going on at this Netflix and chill? Yes, but um, <laughs> we are um, we're friendly towards uh, the weed smokers as well. Come out. Um, I like to, I like to think that members of the community feel safe, and I I thank them for them because they come out with very expensive glass pieces, mm. and there are you know their glass art to show off to all the other cash appreciators and everybody there it's literally it's the best as soon you know you you walk by there all you hear is i'll light you up no i'll light you up but wait i gotta light him up up (laughs) that's awesome yeah there's not enough rigs going around because (laughs) everybody wants to give somebody else a dab it's Ah, it's an awesome environment even if you are a newbie to concentrates right um you you're gonna get a dab. We're gonna give. We pop a lot of dab cherries there. We give them people their very first dabs. Wow, and that's great. It's a great environment. <laughs> How was that? Your first dab. <sighs> my first dab was it was hot. It felt like my lungs were. Like, <laughs> See, I never tried. I've never done that. You've no. never done a, a concentrate. No, I never done a concentrate before. Oh man, that's. Yeah, that's episode. That that's the second episode, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure, we gotta bring my little concentrate rate. All right, all right. Um, that being said, con- uh, a dab. Mm-hmm. How does that feel like? Well, think of the equivalent of taking ten joints to the face. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Finish that in, in one sitting, and then one hit. But at wow. the same time. It's something that you have to have been doing for a while to understand the techniques and how to fully, well, I'm like okay. take, fully take advantage of it because it can be concentrates are the finest essence of cannabis, brother. <laughs> like I think it's concentrate. So it's concentrate, man. Oh, that's great. Um, speaking of concentrates, you know, because it's not, it's way stronger, like. The average marijuana concentrate is 70 to 90% pure. Okay. Um, versus when you're smoking a joint, you get about 17% mm-hmm. THC content, right. the whole thing. Um, yeah. All right. Like, how can I put this? And 
maybe for the alcoholics that might listen to us, <laughs> the alcohol aficionados, um, you know, I would consider flowers to be like beer, you know? And okay. Taking a shot would be like a dab. Mm, okay. Yeah. Right. Right. And then even then, not all shots are created the same. That's some true. shots are better than others. You got tequila. Are you going to get the house tequila? Or are you going to get the good tequila? Right, right. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, one shot of Jaeger is all you need. And then, like, that's another thing. It's relative to everybody because what works for somebody might not work for somebody else. Right. I, do, I feel that you can't fully rely on that actually brings me to a point I wanted to make earlier now that we were speaking about terpenes mm-hmm. um, this is an opinion that is you know it's kind of a fact okay. but it's, a, it's an, a strong opinion that I like to express that and I feel that like when people talk about sativa and indica and hybrid uh-huh. that those are really just marketing tools for the marijuana customer, honestly, because what they try to do is they try to write, they try to associate feelings with the uh, with this with this name like sativa. Sativa will make you feel this, this, and this. Mm. Versus indica will make you feel hungry, less anxiety, and right. which. It used to be true, but we live in the green age where we have so much variety that we start actually like, it's it's not even like if it's sativa or indica because you have plants that exhibit traits of the other feelings where they look like exactly what something should be like. It could have an indica effect for somebody that looks completely sativa. Exactly. And even then, it's like, it's relative to what works for, for everybody's body. That's true. Because one person might get shit-faced off one joint versus somebody else that barely feels a buzz. Right. It's the same exact thing. We're all different. Exactly. That, that's very true. And again, it's something that we said several times in the podcast is the high is like it where your mind goes is where your high is going to be so if you're not if you're telling yourself oh i don't feel anything i don't feel anything you're really not going to feel anything but if you let your mind go and you start realizing oh wait like i'm feeling a little trippy like you'll start your mind will make that happen like it, it i feel like cannabis like unlocks your your inhibitions like your your self-doubt in, into yourself like there's a episode that I have coming up that goes to the different levels of high mm. and okay. uh, one of the, the one of the entry levels like in the first stage is when you're starting to feel a little out of place where like you're you're here you're here in, in the space in the room but you're not like your body is le- like if you let your mind wander like you won't be within yourself like you're looking you're reflecting from from out from outside of yourself hmm. almost like an out of body experience right so, so similar to like 
a disassociative like feeling. Yeah, you're disassociating from your body. Right. Yourself like that's that that's an effect that cannabis can give you. I would that would probably be under really high doses. <laughs> you had that one brownie of death. Sure. <laughs> honestly, like I have some really like high dose edibles here that are. Dank. Yeah, I was looking. Yeah. Yeah, but Mr. Danko, uh, um, Mr. Danko, they're actually fueled with uh, distillate. So distillate is about like the purest. Not the purest, but it's uh, one of the highest uh, THC content. Wow! Concentrates. That's very good for edibles because it's tasteless, so it doesn't give you that mm. taste that you get when you eat in your standard brownie or cookie that's homemade. Yeah, I think I've. I think I had like a a corner of this one time. I think you sold me one, and I was just like chilling out, like. Within 20 minutes, I was like, ooh. I just took a little sliver of, like, if, if you're listening, this thing's, like, about the size of maybe a lighter at, at best. Oh, it's, yeah, it's smaller than a lighter. It's thick, though. Yeah. But I ate half of this, and I threw it up. <laughs> exactly. I, I greened out. I had a really uncomfortable <laughs> What are the milligrams on this? this is, Those are lab tested at 225. 225 milligrams. Yes. This shit will get you fucked up. Yeah. Especially if you're new to it. You know, if you're just trying it out. Like, But what's great about it is that you don't need, you can microdose. Yes. <laughs> What's yeah. great about it? You can it? always take more. You can't take less. Right. I, I stress that so much for people. <laughs> I'm all about the safe consumption of their thing. Because I hate to hear stories of people that were no no longer partaking cannabis because they had a fucked up experience. <laughs> they ate two, they ate the whole cookie or the whole brownie. Right. Oh, man. I have a story like that as well. Like, I told my fiance, like... I had bought some brownies and I cut her I cut it up into fours and I gave my fiance and her friend or and her cousin uh, just a quarter of a brownie. And uh, I told them just have that quarter and let it sit. And if you don't feel anything, have the other quarter and then that's it. They ended up having the whole brownie and another one after that. And, you know, they just got really fucked up. They were just like, but their mentality was just terrible because they were scared of what they had done. Because I, I gave them the warning and they went and get, so they just threw up everywhere. It was, you know, a mess. They went into, you know, because the weed has that, that <laughs> anxiety effect. Yeah, like really high <laughs> doses of THC cause that. Um, there's actually a beautiful compound called CBD that exactly counteracts that fucked up feeling that you get. Um, oh, really? Yes. And doesn't most uh, most cannabis plants have uh, CBD in them? They do, to a certain degree. A, <laughs> a very small percentage, I'd say less than 1% CBD on most strains because the way that we grow and mm -hmm. our trend, we want the highest, th or we pride ourselves in the highest THC. And if you lab test at the highest THC, you're like the biggest dick on the block, basically. Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, we're not focusing on 
the quality itself and the terpene content, mm -hmm. which really is what the healing is. The, each unique the composition and the different ratios of each cannabinoid, and there are hundreds of cannabinoids. We have barely yet scratched the surface. We can identify about like 50 of them, I think. Uh -huh. There's like 150 more we still haven't identified, only because the research has been hindered by the fact that we've had prohibition. Right. And there was only like, yeah, it's just we haven't had a chance to see all that, but now that we can, you know, we're now focusing on growing and testing for high THC. And there are certain plants that are grown specifically for a high CBD content. Mm. Um, but at the same time, you're not gonna- Cause I hear CBD is like, that's the, that's the winner. The CBD is what's gonna cure us all. You know, CBD is gonna be the one that- I wouldn't say, that's a stretch to say that this is the one cure all thing. <laughs> In conjunction with THC, yeah, we're gonna have a lot of healing. Both okay. of them combined, for sure. Not entirely, but CBD itself can is great because yeah, it'll. If you're smoking, if you're sitting there smoking a lot of weed, right, and you get that dirty, burnt-out feeling where you just can't get any higher, and it's like you kind of got a slight headache. You know, you ever burn yourself out that bad? Yeah, That's, yeah. That CBD will. <laughs> and it's really actually good for if you if you have anxiety. No, yeah, yeah. CBD is good for a lot of things. CBD is good. and I give. Sometimes my dog gets like a, a very itchy, and you know she gets a lot of anxiety. So I give her a little bit of CBD and into the dog treats. They make CBD dog treats, and she. So nice and calm, and and it's relaxed. It's hundred percent safe for for her. So. It's like, it does have its benefits. It definitely does. Definitely. Uh, hold on, let me just... Oh, yes. We lost our daylight over here. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah, going back to the whole dog traits and the general, yeah, there's, CBD can benefit everybody, like, we have an endocannabinoid system in our bodies and right. was meant for us to, <laughs> we were meant to consume it. We don't have benzo opiate or opiate fucking receptors in our body. Those shits are foreign. The fact that the whole pharmaceutical industry is a joke. It is. It, it, it totally is. It, it, I've heard so much stuff, especially recently about the pharmaceutical industry and it's just like, like fuck like how how certain companies just push opioids knowing how dangerous it is and trying to you know, like persuade doctors or you know inexperienced doctors to to think that opioids don't really do much harm you know it's like it's ignorance it, it's it is you're right um and it's just the fact it, I, I i even heard real. I even heard that fucking, that most people don't even realize that Advil and Tylenol kill more people than cannabis. Yeah, what? Ibuprofen causes, like, kidney failure. Exactly, exactly. So it's like... Why do we continue to right. substances that... And again, it opens doors. Like, this prohibition, I, I feel like, has done a lot for the movement because it, it showed us who our government really is. 
and showed us their hand. And and now that we had to grow in private, it, it increased our knowledge of the plant because we are studying it now hidden and we're making it stronger and stronger. And now that it's becoming like, you know, more and more legal. Before, before the prohibition, hemp was grown everywhere and no one gave a shit about it. But now, but now that it's been, you know, people are now looking into the plant a little bit more and they're doing more things with it and realizing its true potential. And that's where you come in with like the, you know, the, the extracts and the, you know, all these different, the oils and all these things like that wouldn't have happened if they didn't study the plant more. And that's only occurred because of the prohibition. So it's like, it has its benefit. And now that we're at the end of it, it's just going to kick off. It has helped the fact that we have a system in our country that divides the federal and the states. So we are at 52% of the states that have allowed right. this to be medical at least. Right. That's already half the country. Yeah. <laughs> the half is soon to follow. We got places like Louisiana and fucking, you know, all those. Once, once they take away the, the stigma, the racial and, and separation oh. and the stigma, because you know what? At the end of the day, some some places in southern towns in the middle of the United States, they would have some thought, you know, like if you're smoking weed, you're a no good, you know, whatever. You're of a certain kind of race. Uh, and, and there's already judgment made about you. Just And, and forget about getting a job. Because if you smoke weed, that shit stays in your system. You're, you're not going to pass any drug tests. Mm. So it's like... So, like, it's made, now that we're slowly realizing this and, and we, we show and open people's minds, that's when the entire United States is just going to wake up and say, look, we're spending too much time, too much resources and trying to uh, make something illegal when it has too many benefits and too many positives to, to just look away, you know? So just let the industry thrive. And let's put that that money, that tax money, towards things that is going to actually help the country, instead of dicking around and and pretending that you're doing something, building a fucking wall. What is that going to do? You know, there's things called airplanes. <laughs> like for real. I like, mean, it's, it's getting kind of hard, you know, to be able to get your way over here on a plane. Um, but going back to what you were saying about the uh, good shit that tax money from pot will get everybody. Right. Because California has is California taxes marijuana mm-hmm. like New York City taxes cigarettes. <laughs> if that is relevant to any like people in the tri-state area and they know <laughs> how much cheaper the Virginia cigarettes are yeah, versus the yeah, New York City. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's ridiculous. He, my friend has paid $85 taxes for two and a half ounces. Wow. On top of the prices that they already have there. Wow. Um, wow. It's ridiculous. So, That's but all that shit can be used for good things. And yeah, Colorado has built like three high tech schools. Like every okay. kid gets like an iPad kind of thing. Like That's awesome. You see? We like, are, we, we are, 
going towards education, which that's where it should be. That's and where the money should go. A lot of the money actually should, instead of lining the pockets of the politicians, which I mean, it's gonna yeah, it's gonna help with infrastructure. It's gonna help bring a lot of things to a lot of states that were poor and have a lot of like, like a uh, big large industry like. Detroit, <laughs> okay. You know they have a shitload of space that they can grow in. Like they can contribute a lot of things. These are it's going to bring a lot of jobs back to this country, and that's, and that's what we can be known that's, for. That's honestly right now in the Donald Trump era, we have a lot of jobs that are going to coming up, and he's going to get all the credit for all the cannabis jobs that are going to come up too as well. Yeah, part of, yeah, and it, it yeah, it's just the fact of the matter is that more yeah, it's going to bring in so many more jobs. Um, but we should also focus on reparations for the people that have been incarcerated because there are people doing life in prison still for five. That's, that's just fucking ridiculous. You know, and do you have- There's something that grows in the ground that whether, whether or not we plant it is going to grow anyway. You, you know how we gotta like, honestly, like repay all the people that we destroyed their lives pretty much <laughs> over, over nothing. Yeah. Over nothing. And literally over nothing. Before that I think we can really get moving like what what the movement really should be, man. Mm-hmm. And I think that I you know what, I I truly I truly believe that once everyone's like aware of cannabis and once cannabis gets you know, to a point where smoking cigarettes was in the fifties or in the sixties, right? I think people are going to be like a little bit more fine tuned, and it, every you're going to see like a that was like heavy. That was like it's like having a joint and product placement everywhere. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, cigarette in every place. If we I get to that point, if we get to that I point, I wish. Like I, wish. I, I truly believe that people will be nicer to one another. <laughs> I feel like we would, you would see America and its citizens be united in the same, like, you're my brother, we're part of the same country kind of thing. Because I feel like cannabis has that kind of effect on the person. We are, we are, cannabis is America's next cash crop, dude. It is, and, and people are sleeping on it. It is. Like, if you haven't gotten into anything within the hemp industry, hemp, which the cousin of weed, right? The CBD industry. There's, there's a place for everybody in this industry. And here, here's the thing that a lot of people, uh, you know, because I've, I've done these, uh, these parties. Mm-hmm. I've gone out there, put all my stuff there, and people have come up to me that I've been even. Recent like, sessions, right? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the, secret, the secret ones, the secret sessions. Yes, um, and they're like, Shh. hey. How do you get this job? Like, well, I was not answered. That was one of the questions I have not been able to answer in my life. Like, (laughs) you gotta have a passion for it and you gotta, like, really wanna be in it. But there's a lot of people that think that the only way to be in it is to be in the the black market side. Right. No, you have to diversify, you have to get skills that you can then use to contribute into the industry. If you're if you're a day laborer, you work with your hands, or you're like, you know, you're a tradesman, you can do stuff, you can contribute to the industry. If you're a graphic designer or something, especially, you can 
Right. The marketing of the industry is going to be insane. People need drawings, you know? Exactly. Market your skills, you know? Build yourself up. Just don't be, you know? You can be an actual, like, I hate this step when people say that stoners are like lazy and shit. Like, that's, no, that's not true. That's a mindset. Yeah. That, that's, that's a mindset of yourself. That's exactly. Not. And that's something that we say all the time. Because you know what? I mean, okay, so for those of you that don't know, this is Emerald Life, right? This is the Emerald Life podcast. But what Emerald stands for is entrepreneurs motivated by rebellion, lifestyle, and design. So basically, it's like we're entrepreneurs, but we're, we're inspired by rebellion. And that rebellion for us is cannabis. But we're still entrepreneurs. We're still, we're still working. We're still working hard, you know, trying to make things happen, starting to do new content, starting to do like new products to sell and learning more about our community. And we're doing all that. We're very active, even though we smoke, even though that's our movement, even though that's our rebellion. You know, it's like we're not lazy just because we smoke. You know, it's you're lazy before you smoke. And the fact that you smoke just makes you even lazier. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I do agree, man. I, <laughs> listen, I have violated your poll of... Uh, Hindu Kush here, but Tart Mongers is feeling today's podcast. Oh, oh really? <laughs> we have uh, we have quite the selection here. Yes, uh, different boutique level flowers, which I'm, you know. Yes, this is nothing in New York State. I remember back in the days, mm. back when you first uh, contacted me about that. Yeah, and. <laughs> this could get you sense of bookings nowadays this is a ticket wow no and they like smoking is a ticket before smoking and then they turn that down to like an offense to put them into like disorderly conduct or some shit you know okay so but that that it happened really fast you know what I'm saying like it's just like one day they were like okay, you can't do this. And then de Blasio was, de Blasio was throwing some heavy legislation saying like, no, and then the commissioner was like, and now it's, and did you see that? No. Did you see I, that I, video I, where the police commissioner holds up what he looks like an ounce and <laughs> like a half ounce of like some oregano? Oh, wow. He's like, it's like this is what an ounce must look like. <laughs> oh, my wow. God. Like, obviously, you don't know that. <laughs> The media, yeah. the media is, that's, dude, I, I hate the media in this country. Well, you have to understand, the media is the people behind it, right? So, the, of course, there's an agenda. Indeed. And the agenda is very simple, is make money, right? So, they're appealing to be the safest network no. or the safest news that doesn't affect uh, any sort of, you know, uh, negative feedback so that they could continuously make money off of the news. Like, that's their point. So they skew it back and forth to, to meet their quota. And you have to be, you have to be more diligent 
and knowing what you put into and around your body. You can't just purchase something like, even if I tell you something is good on the, on the podcast, you know, even if I say, Oh, turf mongers is great. You know, I fucking love it. You know, it's the, it's the best fucking weed I've ever smoked, but don't just go and buy it just because look them up, find out, follow you know, us it, on Instagram, you know, exactly. find out, see what, what message we're putting out. Is it a message you can stand behind? Exactly. You know what? And that's something that we have a lot of power in is as consumers, where we put our money. Right. You know, we control, we give power to those big corporations that, uh, control us. The ones that the wealthy elites, right? Because they have built a system in which, they own all the things which you need. Um, yeah. So because because we have become dependent upon their services, they will forever. You know what I heard? Uh, you know a little bit about the cable companies? No. Can you uh, fill me in on it? Okay. So the cable companies, right? You got Verizon, AT and T, and what T-Mobile or whatever. So they all have their own stake in the country, right? Really? So basically, and then there's other companies uh, in the middle of the, in the middle of the country or in the East Coast that you'll never hear about here on the East Coast because there's like there's they divide it up by um, by sections of the country. So the big corporations basically say, you know what, we're not going to compete. You'll take this part of the land, I'll take this part of the land, and you take this part of the land, and we all got everything locked up. So they've the companies just made an alliance. This was back in 1997. They made an alliance. So now there's no competition. They monopolize. They monopolize it. They have made an agreement that we're not going to compete against each other. You just stick to your to your territory. And now they own us because now everything that we that we use now is all going through them. A phone is a paperweight without service, you know? So, like, in other countries, though, they have a different system. In other countries, they have a lot faster service because there's competition. It's like, oh, I'm going to make my speed faster to compete with you. But here, they don't care. In fact, they make your speed lower just so that you can... So that they... uh, could charge more can charge more and so that they could push for a new phone or for the new service the gigabyte speed but the gigabyte speed at the slower speed costs them more than the gigabyte speed wow <laughs> right so they, wow right they do it on purpose to fuck with you so that you can pay more for the more speed even though it costs them more to fuck with you. So like, that's, that's what, that's capitalism, dude. Yeah. That's capitalism. So that's like kind of the shit that goes around, you know, like you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be aware. You gotta be aware in this, in this society, because if you, if you're walking around right now is the best time that you'll ever be in this in this entire point of, of uh, mankind. Because right now we have such technology that can change, you know, that changes perceptions. We have 
books that were people didn't have before are now accessible at any point in time in in your in your palm of your hand. We are living in great times, the age of information. Ignorance is a choice at this day and age. If you want to be ignorant, you wanted like. You can't claim to be ignorant because you didn't have access to it. It's the most basic device that every American seems to have. They give it out. Yeah, they give it out. They give it out. Obama phone. They, they, like, there's, there's many ways that you can, but if, even if you don't have a phone, there's ways that you can have that. Someone somewhere has access to the internet. I mean, in New York City, there's even, like, these, like, uh, bus posts that have like Wi-Fi and you can call people. Wow. Okay. So I was staying on the Upper West Side one night, uh-huh. and when I uh, went downstairs, I uh, saw the, on the very first like handful they had uh, experimental ones. Oh, really? I remember seeing it. Yeah, I was playing around with it. This was before they were everywhere. Right. Those things are amazing because I actually can say that it saved me one time. Really? Uh, I had yeah, no charge. You can charge your phone there. That's you know. Sometimes you see the homeless dude there charging his phone, like he's basically like got his whole home set around it. Right. They kind of like clear that up because that doesn't really like look good. Mm. Um. There was a case of somebody watching Pornhub on his shit, and he was out here, out there beating his <laughs> Oh man! Well, that's New York City for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that kind of fucked it up at first. Ah, uh, yeah. They were like, no, nah, we're gonna shut it down. And then they're like, no, nah, that's really, that's a really good idea in general. Yeah, it gives everybody access to the internet. They can right. It was just should because honestly, you need access to the internet now. That's the if thing. you don't have that's like, a phone. Saying. You don't have a computer. You can't do shit. You can't apply to a job. You can't do shit. You can't do nothing. You really can't. And that's the that's the thing. So right now, you have to appreciate this kind of this new lifestyle, this 21st century that we're living in. Embrace it and take full advantage. Because if you want to do something. Right now, we have more of an opportunity to do whatever you want, as opposed to any time before now. Even in the 80s, it was more difficult to learn the subject or to find something out than it is today. Yeah, you actually have to go through books. People, yeah. people, <laughs> would just, people would just guess half the time. People would guess because they wouldn't know. You, you, everything that you told me, I would say, oh yeah, like you would tell me, oh marijuana is just bad for you. I don't know. How am I gonna look it up? I have no way of looking it up. I'm not gonna bother going to the library. So okay, it, I, I don't want to try marijuana because it's bad for you. But it, now that we have it on our phones, we can find out for ourselves. Oh wait, what you said was stupid. <laughs> yeah, I can fact check you on Google right now on everything you said. If you're bullshitting me right now, I'm not. Man, that Google was the best thing ever made. <laughs> it settles all disputes. It it does. It settles all disputes. It allows businesses to grow and to be found. It, it is the, one of the best inventions uh, that we've ever created. And it's all it does is 
connect people. That's really all it does. Uh, it honestly, like, it's great. But it's, it's a double edged sword because I've done a lot of fuckery on the internet too. Like, <laughs> I, I gotta say, like, I know a lot of youth and a little bit younger dudes that. No, yeah, they're really younger than me. Um, and my nephew's generation. Okay. You know, they... How they, old is your nephew? He's about, like, 19 now. Okay. And fresh out of high school, getting started college or whatever. These kids have absolutely no respect or no... Not even no respect, but... <clears throat> their, mind, their mindset is so, so short-sighted that they don't see the repercussions of their actions in the future. They're like, sure, let me get a shitload of face tats and do a bunch of ignorant shit on the internet for the, the clout is what they call it nowadays, mm-hmm. um, the internet of popularity that you right. get. The more clout you get, the better Like people do... People got killed for clout. <laughs> that's uh, that's so stupid. Just to do some shit. Um, like a prime example. Remember all these dumb challenges that people come up with for songs on the internet? Yeah, yeah. All right. So there was the Kiki challenge. Yeah, right, so right. Kiki, do you love me? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then people are like, they took it to the extreme and they Drake started. Song. Yeah, that's it. Is a Drake song. Um. They took it to the extreme, and uh, they were do. They were taking videos where the driver of a car mm-hmm. was stepping out of his car and like doing the whole dance okay. while the car is like moving and like drive like or okay. control or some shit down the hill. Oh man! Just, like yeah, so and one person did that. Everybody started following along, trying to do this meme. Right. And there was a white girl and doing that mm-hmm. on like a highway and like right in the middle of the shit while she's finishing up she gets hit by a oh car oh my god and everybody thought that I thought it was fake I thought it was fake I didn't believe it was real until I saw the actual footage of that they took afterwards and she was oh on the stretcher and she was like she was barely like alive wow yeah, she was breathing you could see her chest and that's about it oh, yeah, yeah man you see that's the people don't think before they start doing these stupid challenges you know they just wanna get get their claim to fame for a brief moment but for what what are you what are you doing really what, what's the point uh, yeah man <laughs> it's cloud yeah exactly and what does that what does that really work you know People get famous off of the cloud. That's another thing. People, but you yeah. know what I, you know what I realized in my entrepreneurial journey uh, and becoming you know, the person that I want to be. Um, I've learned that really all it takes is you to believe in yourself. Really, that's all it is. You don't have to clout. You know, you don't have to show off or whatever. Whoever made that video. You watch it, that's fresh or whatever. You don't have to one-up him. You know, you don't have to follow and suit. You don't have to, you just, you can appreciate the work that he did, but you don't have to like follow and suit, you know? And I think you have to become a little bit more self-aware and what your abilities are. And, and before you go into doing something that 
you don't know whether or not you're going to come out of it alive. And this woman, she's got a really harsh lesson into that. And that's what, you know, that's what a lot of people need to think about. But I think overall, this new era, this new technology era has gotten, has brought us a, a more enlightened youth. I find that the ones that are doing the right things with it are a little bit more uh, enlightened. Yeah, the tools given in the right hands create wonderful, wonderful things. Yes. Our exactly. society will progress, but, and, you know, it's, we only talk about the shit that progresses us as a society because at the end of the day, like you mentioned before, the media is just there to make, to make money. Right. Get people's attention, get people in interested. Exactly. The more they got you hooked listening to all their stories about shit that shouldn't even be used. Right. Or more like, you know, putting stuff, plastering the news with things that are, you know, gruesome that necessarily would turn you off to the news or make you think <laughs> or skew, skew your viewpoint of the world. You're constantly flipping on the news and you're seeing, oh, this person died and this person died and this person got shot. You know, you just start thinking to yourself, wow, like, I'm surrounded by murders. And it, it changes the whole mindset of the person watching it. But you keep watching it because you're now, you're, you're afraid. You want to find out, oh my God, where, where do I not go? Where should I go? What, you know, who should I avoid next? Or what, you know, the, they have the new thing like, oh, stay tuned for uh, this new product that's going to cure your cancer or this new product that's going to cause your cancer or certain things and get hooked on oh, that message. Man. I, it's, and it's the same thing. Um, whenever I used to watch my, uh, watch my mother and she would watch her, uh, Telemundo and shit, it's the same type of uh, thing that they have in the Latin community as well, that they try to push a certain agenda and message, and it's really about, like you said, awareness, and being aware that maybe the things that you listen to are controlled by four corporations, right? four large corporations that control what you listen to on the radio, what you see on TV, all these media outlets. Right. That's why, like, yeah, yeah, I love the era we live in, bro. Netflix era, the fact that we don't <laughs> yeah. watch cable TV anymore. I hate commercials. Word, dude. I, I hate, I hate waiting, commercials. I hate waiting a week for a show. <laughs> exactly. I need a whole show. Exactly. I'm going to pay for the whole thing at once than for you to feed it to me, like, one me, little bit me. right and then sell me a shitload of ads <laughs> in the middle of it and then at the same time charging me exorbitant rates right exactly cable companies were making a fucking killing but what? they still they still do they still do because they have our us by the balls with the internet it's it's gonna disappear soon though. like I said once they once they break down that monopoly then you'll see changes we're seeing it right now with the content that's being created and they're funding right. Netflix originals that's funded completely by the Netflix studios right. Amazon Prime Video has now 
started producing shit. They've got like some Tom Clancy shit in the work that I was looking at. Oh yeah, they got some really like they got some really good shit. I haven't seen their original content yet. It has this uh, show called uh, Electric Dream. Have you ever? You gotta look it up. Okay, it's All a right. good show to watch, especially Stone. But it'll make you. F- it'll fuck up your. It'll fuck up your head. Because, because, right, right. because it make you think like weird shit. But it goes into like a, like a dystopian sort of future, and it'll play out the scenario. Like they had one scenario where it's like, uh, this company that's humongous that runs the world is kind of like Amazon, and they basically it's almost like Black Mirror. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like Black Mirror. It's it's almost identical, but it's their version. It's their version of Black Mirror, okay. and it's. It goes into their like Steve Buscemi is in it. I, I don't know if you. Uh, uh, that name sounds familiar. What the is guy it called? Uh, it's called uh, Electric Dream. Electric Dream. Okay, yeah, that sounds pretty fire actually. Because I enjoyed Black Mirror. I didn't really get all of the comedy because it was like I think it's British. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't get British humor like that, but, but those, those I, it's shows great. Are, like yeah. for everything else, like content yeah. wise. Sure. Electric Dream is just like Black Mirror, but it's like it's yeah. got its, it's got its own twists. Because I think so, they all revolve around different themes. So yeah. the, I think Black Mirror's theme is the that how technology robs you of something, like how you. Pay. Today's interruption is brought to you by Terpmongers. If you want to get fucking crazy stoned. Check out Terp Mongers. <sighs> All right, let's get back into it. Sorry for the interruption. So, uh, I think we're gonna start wrapping it up. Um, yeah, it was great. It was great to have you here. It was uh, awesome. Uh, your buds got me so fucking lit right now. I'm like barely coherent right now. Yeah, as <laughs> well. I have definitely achieved a good satisfactory point. Um, um, hi. <laughs> you know, with the mixture of everything that we have right now. Right. Uh, I'm so sorry you couldn't uh, meet my co-host, King Jaded. She couldn't partake. But uh, if you're listening... Uh, we just want to uh, say a quick word, you know, uh, we wish you well and we hope you back on the podcast. And uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, thank you so much for, for coming on. It was a pleasure. Thank is there anything that you want, you know, for your, or anybody listening? Is there like anything that you want them to reach out to you if you want to like plug anything up? Yes, yes. If there's... If you want to get involved with the movement, want to partake in any of the dinners, catering to all people of all culinary or any dietary restrictions as well, um, we have uh, dinner parties and uh, pop-up shops as well, <clears throat> affiliated with the Super Smack Brothers brand, which is a homegrown New York uh, oh, brand. Awesome. And we will... Uh, we throw events at uh, local glass shops. So if you want to network, be a part of the community, uh, and, you know, you're more than welcome to follow up with the page. Okay. Uh, where we will post flyers and you can keep up with any dates uh, as we throw many events that cater not just towards the uh, 
cannabis community buzz as well. Like, you know, we're affiliated with um, party companies as well, you know? Oh, awesome. Yes. It's all, like I said, it's all about networking and who you know. So that's literally what we're all about. That's great. That's great. And how can they find you again? On Instagram at the Turbmongers, T E R P M O N G E R S. Definitely, you can shoot us a DM. We are more than happy to answer your questions and put you on the list for uh, any of our future events. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Good night, guys. Good night. And if you're a rebel, and you finish your smoking your J, have a good sleep. Good night, guys.